Welcome to Mammoth Games Monthly. I am one of your hosts, Jay, and with me this week, only Austin. We're back to the original crew. It's just us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we chased everybody else off with our bad opinions. Finally, finally. I, you know, it took a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. Brian stuck around. He stuck around a lot longer than I assumed he would after the... Because he kind of comes in as, like, really low on the radar of, like... You know how you're really high on the radar? Uh-huh. And I'm kind of, like, maybe a little a little bit in there, and then there's Johnny. Johnny might actually be a little above me. But then Brian, he seems like the normal one that's, like, really, like, flying low. Um, He's, like, a normal person with a normal amount of interest in something. Whereas I'm an insane person, I think an insane amount of attention to detail and stuff. I think he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm calling it. I'm not sure. So, Brian, if you're hearing this here first, you are one of us. I hate to tell you. You think he listens to the shows that he's not on? I think he does. So, so if if he does, if he does here on Monday, Monday, I, I assume kind of early in the morning, Brian, if you hear this Monday, early morning, I, I'll say right around Seven. like eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. Hit up our group chat and let us know that you, that, that you've heard this and, uh, thing. Were you going to say Smeldon ring? I was, I was going to try to <laughs> mess with both sides of it, uh-huh. like, but it just got away from me. You know, that you know, happens. I've that only had six happens. cups of coffee and a Red Bull this morning, so I'm a little behind. I'm still, I'm still pretty low energy right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get through this. We'll get through this. Um, I, I do want to uh, start off the show, as always. You guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there as well. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, do stuff like this. We have um, already discussed the uh if you listen to um i I believe it was last week's show uh you guys went over games with gold and playstation plus just kind of graze over it one more time um for the people who just listened to our mammoth games monthly uh playstation plus games for march uh you have uh your playstation 5 game ghost runner uh, as well ps4 you have Ark Survival Evolved and Team Sonic Racing. And you do get a bonus game. It is the Ghost of Tsushima Legends PS, PS4 and PS5, um, which is the multiplayer. The, uh, yeah, it's if you don't have the core game, you can play the multiplayer standalone, basically. Yeah, it looked really weird. There's like a trial thing that was on there for me. Yeah, uh, I, yeah so I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. But you do get a bonus game. That's pretty cool. Um, so that's available right now since uh, we, we are talking about these games um, about a week late. Yep. Um, games with Gold, you can pick up uh, March 1st through the 31st. Um, uh, you can pick up The Flame and the Flood uh, as well. Uh, March 16th through April 15th, you can pick up Street Power Soccer. Uh, looking at the 360 titles, the 1st through the 15th, uh, you can pick up Sacred 2 Fallen Angel. And then the 16th, March 16th through the 31st, you can pick up SpongeBob's Truth or Square, which, if it wasn't for the Flame and the Flood, would be the best game on this list. It might still be. It definitely still is. Look at that. I mean, just the box art alone. If you guys know this is a podcast and you're not like looking at it, but go check out the, the Truth or Square, SpongeBob Truth or Square's uh, box art. It's good. I it's was, powerful. Uh... Yeah, the, like, Spongebob games have always been in the same brain space for me as, like, Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, God, like, that's such a This is such just such a, a game, weird, though. 
game that you can do like cool weird stuff in and it's like hold on why did why did anybody put any effort into this <laughs> but they did let, let me check out simpsons hit and run um I, I bet you can i think you can buy it on uh i'm pretty sure you can play it on xbox because of the backwards compatibility and I think they released it. I, we talked about this like last year, I think. They yeah. Released it on PlayStation, maybe a, a um, res version or something. I? Can't remember. I wanted to see who made the game because oh. it is such an iconic game, and it looks like it was Radical Entertainment developed it. It was published by Fox Interactive, Sierra Entertainment, and Vivendi. Sierra, ooh, Vivendi. Vivendi. Archaic. Good times. Okay, Good so times. that that was acquired by. Uh, I think there, a lot of their stuff was acquired by THQ Nordic, the original. That's what I was getting at. Or, uh, sorry, original THQ, not THQ Nordic. And did Nordic pick... How does that fall? They, probably, that they probably picked it up, yeah. Because THQ made SpongeBob's Truth or Square. SpongeBob. So it would make sense why you put these two things together. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. All right. Um, but now that we got all that out of the way, um, why don't stuff. we... Yeah, all the important stuff. Why don't we dive right on into the games releasing? We're going to be talking about everything that's releasing here in March. There is a lot. Uh, February is, was. It's still continuing to be a very tough month, I think, for some yeah. of us. Um, just tons of things to play. You know, whether um, you're a like big Destiny fan, you wanted to play, uh, you know, Horizon Forbidden West, or, you know, you're trapped by Elden Ring or even early in the month you picked up Dying Light and you're still doing that there's yeah. so much and this the March March is the hits just keep on coming to be honest um the first game that we have up uh, actually all of these will be did um did release on the first uh so right now you can pick up on PlayStation Xbox Switch PC uh Android and iOS Puzzle Quest 3, which I did question why we have this in here. Um, and then you yeah. brought some, some some very important things to light, I think. Yeah, so Puzzle Quest 1 and 2, I played both on uh, old Xbox Live Arcade days. Sure. Uh, those were ones that were always on sale or were given away. Um, it's kind of got like, I mean, it's, you know, it's a puzzle match 3 quest. or whatever game <laughs> that has like, yeah, RPG quest like an RPG story built into it. It's a lot. I, I think this is a good entry into these kind of games. Like, I mean, the, a lot of the like candy crush and stuff like that are the most played video games. And like, when you look at earnings and stuff, mm -hmm. they do like insanely well compared to other video games. Well, yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, everyone was talking about this big Activision blizzard thing. And I was like, right. Y'all are forgetting the dark horse. That yep. King is in there, son. Yep. 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 So this can be like a regular, like a more, oh, what do I want to say here? Like a mainstream gamers uh, entry into these kind of puzzle games, I think. Sure. Yeah. Which, um, you know, it's, it's fine for what it is. You have to, you have to understand what type of game you're playing for sure. But yeah, um, they can be and, cool. And, and don't, don't get trapped under the, the mindset of, Hey, this is literally just like I'm playing a puzzle game and I watch the things Yeah, like you're making decisions. You're having conversations. Yeah, you have like side. powers. It's, it's that more. You use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that does not stop steam 
for giving it for, for like for its reviews for giving it mostly negative reviews <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so i was looking at it well people um, yeah people are playing that on steam and they're like well why why does this feel like it was meant to be a mobile game uh it is this is an elden ring um are you what exactly so um you know it, it'd be a good game to you know pick up on mobile that's something to kill sometime it's free it's free um, right. Yeah, one that we've been hearing a lot about, and I believe this was on Game Pass. Um, somebody have to check me on Ooh. that. But uh, far, changing tides for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC. Um, also came out on the first, like we said. That's kind of like a I don't know. It's like a sailing portion of Breath of the Wild with some uh, fucking platforming, right? I I always I, when I looked at it, I was like, this reminds me of like this War of Mine. Um, it is included. Yep, two D. Uh, plane. Yeah, so it looks like around. It, it. It's very interesting. You have this cool. very interesting looking ship. It's almost yeah. like a cylinder. Um, and, it's and like you a have jet to do, engine. Yeah, and you have to do several things, including like feed the engine, stoke the fire, um, and, and and not only that, that's just how you're kind of getting. It looks like getting back and forth from place to place. Um, there's also the uh, like exploration portion of that. Um, this thing can uh, dive; it can go underwater, um, yeah. and with that, you can basically set up your little character, whose head already looks like a diving bell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure what's going He's on. He's been with in that. the helmet a lot, you know. It's kind of yeah. squished his head around a little bit. That's all right. Um, but yeah, you can kind of explore the depths. It looks like it has some really, really um like a very interesting like earthy uh palette for it's it's like earth tone palette um and yeah when you go underwater the just some of the things that i had seen from this game uh, i really like how the like you have these objectives and the way that things sound it reminds me of like that first time in dead space just stepping out into space mm-hmm. and you kind of hear like nothingness for a moment complete silence yeah yeah. So yeah, really really cool. It's it's on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass and you know you you are digging uh, for something different that you know looks like it could just be easy going. Yeah, I mean, far changing tides could be something for you. For sure. All right, this was one that I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, it's, I, I, it, every time yeah. it gets me every time. Yep. Um, we're talking about Shadow Warriors 3. Again, all these games coming out uh, in this first section. Uh, March 1st, this one on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Um, I always think this is going to be like uh, like Shinobi or like like, like Ninja Gaiden, maybe. Mm-hmm. It is not. Uh, <laughs> um, not. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, I, I looked into it a little bit. This game actually follows Lo Wang. Um who uh, works with a sidekick to defeat an ancient dragon that they've accidentally unleashed. This is a first-person shooter, technically. Developed, developed originally back in 97 by 3D Realms. Uh, then it was handed off, picked up by Flying Wild Hog in 2013. And they've been running it ever since. Um, I looked into a, a little bit of a flying wild hog. I had no idea who these guys are. Um, and they've done some stuff. Um, actually, let me see. Oh, that might be a different game. Hold on. 
Ah, see, they, also this year they had a few other games. They have one called um, Space Punks. They have Evil West, which is Ooh. not the one that we're talking about here later. Um, and then they also have Trek to Yomi. Um, all other things, of course, that they're working on. Uh, yeah. I was I was interested just to learn a little bit about this company. Established in 2009, Studio worked on their own Roadhogs engine. Mm. Great name. I love everything that's going on with this. Um, they're a Polish developer based in yeah. Warsaw. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, this game, though, Shadow Warrior, It every time I look at it, it reminds me of, like, Serious Sam. Because it's yeah, just it so is, it's fucking doing, like, wild. Wild, crazy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it it is, it's very um, it's very Doom. I think would be the like if you're looking for something to really compare it to. Yeah. Compare it to it would be Doom because you're just blowing people apart, like or right. not even people like Thanks. monsters. Yeah, you're cutting off heads and jamming it in asses, and it's and that's it, definitely yeah, uh, Shadow Warrior one for sure, and maybe Shadow Warrior two have both been given away for free and several places if yeah. i recall so yeah um yeah definitely uh should be easy to check those out if you wanted to save some money and then uh go pick up again this new one that is already out um yeah for sure all right um as well they uh on the first Excited we had this one conan chop 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 it's a, a like like a conan inspired um I Shopping would say game. this is like a clay game. It looks like a clay claymation. It's it's weird. Or oh, you mean clay K L E I like yeah, uh, like, like clay uh, studio. Shank. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of it does um, kind of yeah. Don't starve. Yep. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Don't Starve, but mixed with like a really quirky like Newgrounds game. Mm-hmm. This would this would have been a really well Newgrounds done Newgrounds heyday. game. Yep. Yeah. So good. The faces look like cyanide and happiness. Yep. Um, but the game is a uh, party roguelite for one to four players. Um, nice. Actually, Steam's given it mostly positive. Uh, yeah. Developed by Mighty Kingdom, published by Funcom. What's not to like? Exactly. It just looks. It just looks like fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it. I, I I really like that idea of having uh you know like. Having just a, a non-serious because we like I know I grew up playing things like like Baldur's Gate and Champions and and things like that, um, and it was like super serious. And this is like the exact opposite. Yep. So they're not going for serious. They're not trying to be serious, and it ain't gonna be serious. Yeah. Pepper in a couple dick jokes. You know we're in Hell business. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. All right, last one on the first um, is Elix 2, which I never played the first one. Um, okay, I, I couldn't remember if anybody had checked out the original. Um, no, no, back when uh, Elix came out, I know Grim was really into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, mostly positive on about it. It was mostly positive on Steam, of course, published by THQ Nordic, developed by Piranha Bytes. Um, this, is like... This game series is very much in that vein of like B level video games. Not saying that it's bad. It's it it looks. It's doing its like own a weird really thing. cool game. 
Um, but it's like it's like you have Dark Souls, but then you had um, like the games that kind of tried to copy Dark Souls, yep. um, like The Surge. Yep. Um, this is Almost very sure. much like like yeah, like The Surge, very much like Technomancer. Um, Technomancer yeah, is like actually the, the one that hits. Yeah, the Dark Souls of RPGs. Yeah, and this isn't, and, and I can't say this even plays like Dark Souls. It's an open world game where it's just an open world adventure. Um, yeah. It's difficult at, at times, you know, like hopefully most games give you a little bit of a challenge. At least, yeah, it has challenge. So, um, but it, it, it could be fun. It could be fun. I think it's coming out. It came out at a bad time, though. Yeah. This would have been a great, like, June-July game. Yep. But, um, yeah, a lot of... I, I think that of a lot of these games, that they kind of, like, release-windowed themselves in, like, a really, like... They, they put themselves in a corner. Yeah. And it, they just it was an unforced error, and they're just going to... I know they're going to suffer so badly from having come out against all these huge games. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you release this in summer, and you are the talk of the town. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bell of the Ball. It's, just, it's, it's odd. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're even going to see that with some of these bigger titles that we'll talk about this month, and some of those bigger titles last month. We're already seeing things get completely overshadowed. Yeah. Like, I don't hear anyone talking about Dying Light 2. Yep. And I liked it. Yep. And I'm not playing it. It's, it's sad, <laughs> but... Uh... That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. That's always how it goes for Horizon, the for sure. Yeah, for Horizon, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, moving on to the third. Um, interesting title. March 3rd, we have, coming to PC, a game called Beholder. Um, from Beholder 3. Paint, Beholder 3, yeah. Right. Uh, from Paint Bucket Games. Um, so I have played the first one. Uh, okay. Beholder, you are kind of, you're like a apartment block manager in uh, like 1984. Love it. So you are like spying on the people that live in your block, basically, and um, they know that you're doing this, so they're keeping an eye on it, and they're they're trying to get away with stuff and not be noticed. Um, or it, what happens a lot, they're not trying to get away with anything, and you're just intruding on regular on people's lives. lives for no reason. <laughs> yeah. So you play this, um, looking at a the release trailer, uh, you see a guy with, well. I say a guy. He's like a little a, fella. A little fella, yeah, with a tie and glasses. Yep. You play as that character. You're not like the eye in the sky. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, you are. You're having to like walk up to you know peeking through people's doors to see if they're home, and then using your master key to go in and rummage through their shit. And then you like maybe you have a um, you know, like a trip set up somewhere where like if people are coming up the stairs toward this room you'll get alerted that they're coming um or maybe you're like watching security footage to try to keep an eye and make sure you're not uh bamboozled yeah and the whole game their stuff in the whole game set up like a um like fallout shelter you know kind of like that that 2d 2D, yeah uh, 2d plane levels yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it looks really cool i really like the uh, you know, I just like the aesthetic. I think I like the time period that that they're going for, um, and I really like the way that they just make the characters look. Like it's it, it really reads as like maybe Paint Bucket knew what they were good at, and maybe character art wasn't it. 
yeah, they, they like doubled down on, okay, we, we can do this good, like environmental thing. Um, the, the guys are just going to be little gremlins. They're like yeah. a step up from like prison architect yes. characters, basically. Yes. They're kind of like blob-like, like not yep. blob-like, but they're kind of like thicker looking. It's just like, it's like a silhouette. They're little like it's a silhouette guys, with, yeah. yeah, a silhouette with glasses and a tie. Yep. Um, That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciate that because those are the things that made, um, you know, like that, that, that make the dream work. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting hung up on something. You're taking that energy that would you normally someone would get hung up on. Mm-hmm. You're pushing that toward making your overall product better. So right. um, good stuff there. All right, and as well, on the third, we did have Babylon's Fall come out, PlayStation and PC. Um, yeah, it's like a Square Enix uh, yeah. weirdo game. I don't know. I, I can't imagine anybody other than, like, the most diehard, like, JRPG freaks to get into this, so. Yeah. That's um, what it is. I mean, this is very much, like, this is the opposite corner when I think of games like LX. Or, like, you know, they're famous for, like, the gothic games and stuff like that. Like, okay. it is made for a very particular audience, and only those weirdo freaks are going to buy it, right? Like, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like an alternate version of, like, a Bioware RPG or something, right? Like, the a JRPG and then, like, a, a European RPG or, like, their so, own kind of groups. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of attributing it to, like, the people who would buy, like, um, like a Fist of the North Star game. Right. You know, it's like a very core group. Perverts. Um, you what? Pervert. Per- perverts. Fucking perverts. No, um, what was it's... the fighting game that was... Uh, uh, there was like uh, Asura's Wrath. I love oh, that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that game was cool. <laughs> I do include myself in this pervert group I'm talking about, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, Got someone to. had to rally everyone Got together. To. Um yep. But yeah, this one uh, developed by Square Enix and looks like Platinum Games. Um, yeah. Interesting. It is uh, three play. It's you know up to three pl- other um, with up to three other players. So it's it's four player game. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I don't know. Um, I'm getting I, every time I saw this. I think when they were coming up with this, the the marketing for this, um, this one and Godfall. Yeah, just blend right together. They have a very similar vibe, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a vibe I'm not interested in. Okay, well, I, that's surprising. But, I figured yeah, you. Well, it's for like, yeah, this is for somebody who's kind of into Dynasty Warriors, but wants doesn't to play something play, different. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't want to play Dynasty Warriors 14 anymore. I mean, I do get a feel of something like. Um... I mean, we're being oh, harsh fuck. on it, what but this that? could potentially be cool. I have no idea. It's just like, not something I'm after, you know? Kingdoms of Amalur. It does give me the same kind of vibe as that. like uh, With in, less in, in emphasis on RPG, I think, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. More action. Um, yep. Hmm. Weird game. It's something. Weird game. Mixed reviews on Steam. Yep. Godfall 2. Uh, Godfall 2. Babylon's Fall. That's what they yep. should have done. Um, March 4th, PlayStation, uh, we had Gran Turismo 7. Um, we are not going to sell you on this. It is a racing Again, sim. Again, like, it's cool. It is it's not my well. style of game. It's doing incredibly well. Yeah. 
um, getting like top tier scores. So if you are into racing um, and you're on the Sony side of things rather than the Microsoft side of things, this is your Forza. Yeah. And it's weird to say that because once upon a time we would have said, oh, if you really like Gran Turismo and you're on the Xbox side of things, Forza is your Gran Turismo. Yeah. So, you know, overall, just really, really good-looking cars uh, in, in a really just well-made game um, as far as racing goes. So this is, kind of, this is kind of it. This is the top tier that PlayStation has to offer when it comes to racing. Yeah, basically, when you're talking about this style of game, like, it, it's one of the big contenders. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, um, on to maybe something else you might not know about. PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. There is Gunborg Dark Matters. Oh, yeah. Gunborg. This is kind of cool. Um, it's like a Metroidvania. There's uh, a Gunborg. What? You are okay. the Gunborg. Okay, I'm, I'm starting to get upset because I'm on Steam right now. Uh -huh. um, the developer is Richard Polson. Is it? It's one person. Nice. The title is Harness the Power of Dark Energy as you jump, slash, shoot, and bombard your way through armies of alien soldiers and killer robots in an arcade-style action platformer with slick 80s synthwave soundtrack. Nice. 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 I think Johnny would like this. It has a demo right now that you can download on Steam. It Hell has yeah. two reviews. <laughs> Two. One, That's two. weird because I, I heard somebody talking about this. I don't really remember who it was or what the context was, but someone was interested in this. Uh, it was probably Johnny. It must. I think it has to be Johnny. <laughs> You're like, how many people do I talk how to? Many, I only know five total people, including my mommy and daddy. Wait, what is what is this? Now? Sorry, I, I'm going to have to break away for a second <laughs> because... Coming now, hold on. This year, there is a Warhammer 40k game called Shooters Blood and Teeth. T E E F. Teeth. Yeah, I got Shooters. <laughs> they got Jeez. blood teeth. Teeths. That's all. That awesome. is. I saw Teeth, and Teeth was the oh. biggest word, and I was like, "Who oh. else?" <laughs> Warhammer. Well, I, I think more licenses should take this approach of just like, "Eh, put it out. Who gives a shit." From the developers of Guns, Gore, and Cannolis. Oh? Huh? Hell yeah. This Roadside good as hell. making it. Sounds amazing. Oh, fuck. Sign me up. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that was Gunborg Dark Matters. <laughs> you can pick that one up right now. Um, now, getting into it, I, I would say um, Gran Turismo is probably one of the bigger titles early in the month. But coming out that exact same day, I would say, just personally, I would consider it a bigger title. Is Triangle uh, Strategy? Yeah. Yeah, um, this is one like I'm. I'm interested in this. I'm probably going to pick it up once I kind of. I'm. I'm very close to being fully burned out on uh, Arceus. So I'll okay. probably just transition right over. Right into this. Yeah. Okay. Um, Seems if you're sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you're unaware, um, developed by Square Enix and Art Dink, uh, published by Square, Art Dink. Art Dink. Um, it is the tactical RPG um, that is right in that path. Uh, actually, development led by um, the same guy who produced 
Bravely Default, and Octopath Traveler. So think Octopath Traveler. Yeah. That's what this. That's yeah. kind of what this is, except with somehow is this a worse name? Uh, yeah. They're, yeah. Triangle Square Strategy is, might be a better. They're just going for like um, their next huh. game is going to be called Video Fun, the interactive <laughs> uh digital game. <laughs> and then they're gonna cut out video at the beginning of it. Yeah. And they're just gonna name their game Fun. Fun. Project Fun. What if you liked a game? And then in 11 years, we're going to have Fun 15. It's going to be awesome. That's actually kind of funny. Last project. Last project 2. I'm retiring next year 5. <laughs> yeah. I play yeah. it. I feel good. Sure. I mean, if the game's good. you know. Now, I wouldn't say, you know, sometimes you go like, oh, well, they, they haven't let me down yet, so I'm willing to, to check this one out or whatever. They have let me down yet. <laughs> but I'm oh. willing to try it. Oh, okay. So you're so you're saying? Are you talking about Square Enix in general? Yeah. Are Every you talking or Art Dink? Because Art Dink, I think Dink Donk has only made bangers. And they, I will not be elaborating on that. They've made bangers. Mm. Art Dink, uh, by it. far Art Dink's <laughs> bigger biggest international success uh, was the award winning A Train game. Huh? Made a game called A Train. A Train. I'm looking at the B Train. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Published in 1985. Wow. They have been around. They found... How, how, wait, how is that possible? So I guess the Art Dink... Mm-hmm. Art Dink was officially founded in 1986. They made A-Train before they were considered an, a company. What the fuck? Very like a student art project? I guess. Nice. Um, art. Dink. Art Dink. It's a, it's a good name. Art Dink. It's, it's a it's, great name. It's a good name. It's a great name, even. It reminds me of uh, Doug. He lived next door to Mr. Dink. That's true. Yeah. I guess it's cool. I did not think we were going to be talking about Doug today. I didn't think we were talking about Doug at all. I didn't come prepared. Ever again, but... honestly. Um, so, good. I was just going to... I was elaborating on Doug. I mean, we can yeah. go into Doug if you want for a second. Yeah, let's talk about Doug. To. So, Doug, really interesting, tested the highest out of all of the Nickelodeon shows that they put in front of the kids in, like, the, like, 90s. Mm-hmm. It was the highest tested. I don't know why kids loved Doug. Um, it went up against Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, but Doug was the one that every kid seemed to like. And then when it came out, it was definitely Rugrats, right? Yeah, Rugrats. Um, I'm trying to even think of who was on like a similar plane. So, just thinking of those Nickelodeon shows, there were some good ones. My personal favorite. There were weird ones, though. Hey Arnold was yeah. definitely my personal favorite. I have it the just, full it, DVD collection of Hey Arnold. It, it lasts. It live. It just continues to maintain so yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean you had other good ones in there, like Cat Dog. Cat Dog was a great show. Yep. You know. Um, you know, not to knock like uh, Ren and Stimpy, and I'm talking like pre SpongeBob stuff here, okay? Yeah. So, uh, but back to Art Dink. Uh huh. Dink Doink. Yeah. Just a weird company. Weird company that's but, been around cool. for a long time. Interesting. I don't, I don't know how they made A Train. It says right here A Train, the first game uh, in the series published in 1985. Mm-hmm. First release. In the states was in eighty eight. Hmm. Okay, 
into the bottom of this. Hmm. Um, but A Train is uh, very um, like Sim City. Yeah. So that's what we're looking at here. Um, this is really looking at their like games that they've made is so weird. Yeah, but somehow pulling it all the way back. Yeah. We're back at triangle strategy. We've been here the whole time. Yeah. That we always so, will be. Now, now you have a little bit of like uh, knowledge that you know is probably Useless. partially incorrect, unwanted, unwanted. <laughs> yeah, certainly fully unwanted. unwanted. Yeah, I didn't want to do it, but yeah, yeah. it was pulled out of me by God. <laughs> March tenth, we have submerged hidden depths for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, which is kind of interesting because it seems like it's doing something very similar to it's like a more platforming heavy. Uh, far, far, yeah, which is currently out. What I do really like about this is okay. So we talk about it all the time. It's a game that is doing something that other games have already done better. Mm-hmm. But I do really like the environment. I, I don't know why. I like the environment. I like the earthy kind of like spriggan looking people. Yep. Um, and I really, really enjoy the flooded like utopia that they're living in. So, yeah, it's like you have all these massive skyscrapers that are over, completely overgrown, um, and and the area is flooded. So you see, like, the building tops. You're at, like, not even not eye level with the building tops, but you're, you're up there. Yeah, you're near, you're, like, midway up, maybe. Yeah. And it, it it's interesting. I, I, I guess I, I would like to know a little bit more about what's going on with the game, just because... It looks like there's... I don't know where all these, like, um, cherry blossoms are coming from. They seem to be everywhere in this game. Um, I think you're, like, spreading them. I think that's, like, the mission of the game. So it, it seems like oh, okay. it's sort of doing, like, a Prince of Persia 2009 thing. Okay. You know? Where you're, like, you're like restoring nature to these areas or whatever. Yeah, yeah you're, like, reclaiming the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, what, I, that's what I'm guessing just by looking at it. But yeah, I, I'm just interested in that power. Wh- whatever's happening there. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the um, Steam explanation says, boat climb, interact, and explore in this beautiful ruins of a sunken world. Did you say boat world. climb? Yep. Boat, climb, interact, and explore in this beautiful boat. ruins. Of a, I love the boat. It just says boat. Boat, it, boat climb, yep. interact, and explore. Some of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Boat. Man. Climb interact. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, uh, the next one, uh, <laughs> again, this is one that I've heard some people, maybe Johnny, talking about. Um, I don't. I think that's how I we go on a lot I of don't, these. I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, he's stuck in a time loop. I don't really um, get it. The official Nintendo video on YouTube has 7,000 likes. So. Not exactly uh, screaming off the shelves over here. But, yeah. you know, it could be cool. I don't know. Aztec Forgotten Gods. Uh, Aztec. Aztec. Mm-hmm. Um, Linzo mm-hmm. is the developer and the publisher. They're just doing Lorenzo? it all. Lorenzo Lamas? Damn. Damn, he's still out here? It looks weird. It's like, again, it's another kind of, like, weirdo, like, 3D Metroidvania almost. Again, um, this is, the art style does remind me a little bit of, like, Azura's Wrath. Yeah. Not as, not as, it's like, much, focused. It's much more cartoony. Yeah. 
Um, it's not taking itself seriously. But yeah, you're a little feller that's like uh, messing around with some big creepy things. Yeah, you got like Nothing a power fist. Yeah, power fist. Well, it looks like maybe a whole mechanical arm. Yeah. Um. Let's see the Cyberstone Universe action adventure game that follows. Uh, Archel, a young Aztec woman, in her quest to become a hero by wielding the power of the gods. No power user of the reviews. Gods. The power of the golden god? Yep. 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 And it's just, it's just Dennis from It's Always Sunny. I'm the golden god! You know this what? This is a finisher car! <laughs> <laughs> oh, go watch that, that was episode. A great, that was an excellent line for So it. fucking funny. <laughs> I love the way car. he calls people idiots. Just like <laughs> savages. He's right. He's but right to say it. I do think we should get some of our people who watch this, sh- or you listen to the show, watch the show, uh, maybe even us, go pick up some of these games and drop them a review. A God's Honest review. Because this one's sitting here with not a single Steam review. That's fucked and that's up. That's disgusting. Grim? Grimothy? Get on it. Comes up the 10th. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, after that, we got the game I know that you hoes have been waiting for. By Chocobo. hose, we mean, we mean Johnny. Again, a game specifically for Johnny. Chocobo Grand Prix. We got a Chocobo Mario Kart. What what more are you looking for? So the thing that gets me is, and and I'm going to say this now with uh-huh. without Johnny on on the stream because right, so I know he'd have back. a lot he'd have yep. a lot to say about it. Yep. Who the fuck is this for? <laughs> it's a great question. This seems like a 3DS game. That should have come out in 2000 and... This seems like a, a launch 3DS game. Yeah, it seems... This seems to me like a game that would have come out and been only on the 2DS. Yeah, oh. 2DS only. The original DS. ODS. T. Um, T. But yeah, no, it, it's, it is. It's Mario Kart. You know, it's exactly what you think. It has, um, you know, all the classic final fantasy peeps summons chocobos um yeah. i don't know who's all in it so you know if you buy this and you're like hey that person that i wanted isn't in it um sorry, sorry. i didn't <laughs> i did not do my research on that yeah. it, it um, looks definitely chocobo Cho- there's a chocobo in it for sure there's a chocobo there's like a guy vivi's in it um there's Shiva. Let's see what else uh, a girl chocobo what was the what was the stupid knight's name from Final Fantasy Nine? Oh, he's in. I'm it. not sure, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but yep, Folks. that one is dropping on the tenth as well. Last one on the tenth. Uh, of course, that one's. Um, oh, interesting. That one's only coming to Switch. Yeah. Oh. Only Switch. Cool. Yeah, I expect that to go everywhere. Um, Absolutely not. Last one on the 10th that you'll be able to pick up that is, I guess, noteworthy um, it, for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC is WWE 2K22. Um, is this going to be think... one of the interesting ones or one of the horrific ones? This is getting back to the horrific ones. Nice. Um, so, redesigned, what they're touting is redesigned engine, all new controls. Um, they, they've reworked things from the ground up, which I find incredibly hard to believe. Um, this one developed by visual concept, of course, published by 2k. Um, it looks crisp. I'll give them that. 
but I just couldn't give a shit less about a wrestling game that's really trying to take itself this seriously. Yeah. It's, yeah, it it's, definitely gives, like, hard. horrific vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like the... Um, I'm really into the wrestling games that are a bit more... I don't want to say arcade but I, I do like the ones that are, like, um, WWF No Mercy from back in, like, the 64 days. Yeah. Um, where it's, like, you can't, like... Even, like, the... Like... The SmackDown games that they used to make back in the day, before mm. they made... Because they had the SmackDown wrestling games. And they had all the arcade ones. And then SmackDown games came out. And then after that, on Xbox only, they created Raw. And Raw was the beginning of the end. It was the beginning of these type of games. And then they combined and made Raw versus SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And then they 2K just bought it up and they went from there, right? Um I would prefer something more like the those SmackDown games, where if if you can play, like give me an open ended thing where I can play forever. And the last one that I played was 2019, and the load time on 2019 was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like to the point of like I, I remember picking it up and getting a trial. Um, I loaded in. I loaded in. I wrestled a match it was whatever very stiff controls it i finished the match it took time to load and then i did a they did a little backstage thing it took more time to load it showed me leaving more time to load coming back to the arena for the next show more time to load and then i quit because i knew there were at least two more load screens after that and i didn't have the time for it it's like okay i get it i'm out and i'm I'm sure that's fixed, you know, looking at, like, PlayStation 5 or whatever. You know, I was playing that uh, PlayStation 4, but you figure it would have been optimized, you know? You would hope, yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, I- I'm interested. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye out on um, on the 10th, which I do find it weird that it says the release date's on the 11th here on um, oh the, the Steam page. Let me see what it says at the end of this video. Pre-order now... If you pre-order now, you get the playable version of The Undertaker. Three different versions. Um, I don't know. It doesn't... Actually, it doesn't really say here. It just says 2022. Um, but it'll be the 10th or the 11th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, depending on where you play. Um, on the 15th, though, looking at something that I think a lot of people have been waiting for, um, for PlayStation and Xbox, I I find that weird. It's just PlayStation and Xbox. I guess the PC doesn't need a next gen version, but I imagine some updates will roll out to like update these things properly. Um, because they are separating GTA Online from GTA Five, right? That's the plan. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe that's the plan. Um, so March fifteenth, we are getting all of that that next gen goodness. Um. So, uh, the online portion is free from everything I understand. Um, and they're separating it from the main game. So you will, I'm not sure how that's going to work. You may have to, um, you know, you will have to, of course, download it, but it'll be two separate downloads rather than one. 
that should help the game actually run better. Yep. Only loading so much what it better. needs. Only what it needs. Yeah, you're in the online world, awesome. You're not in the online world, cool. It's just loading those things that you need at the time you need it. Yep. Um, I'm excited to see what this looks like on like uh, like PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X hardware. Yeah. Yeah, because we've looked at this game for so long. We've looked at this game for so long, we hosted the midnight release for this game. Midnight <laughs> releases were still a thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were doing like a it was like a bank heist theme. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. It's been that long. 2013, son. Yeah. My god, we're still yeah. talking about this fucking this is, game. This is one of the games of all time. Yeah. I mean, and I sure. I can't even say anything because this was my game of the decade for the yeah. 2010 to, you know, yeah. uh 2020. It just made sense. That yep. story is so good. All right. That's funny. Wild we're still talking about this game. I'm disgusted. <laughs> maybe maybe one time maybe before uh before we're dead or you know before we uh decide that we don't give a fuck about video games anymore we'll get Grand Theft Auto 6. Nope. Nope. All right, same day on the 15th for PlayStation, Xbox and PC, we have a Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Underwear oh. breach is what I got. I, I I heard that that um that sound in uh South Park where you remember when they put all the uh restrictions on toilets and they had the people mm. in the bathrooms like, Sarah, can I check your balls? They were like TSA. Check your asshole. They had that guy that was watching all of the cameras and all of the people's bathrooms and he yep. was like That's this and guy. It, yeah. and, and Cartman bound up the one TSA chick in his bathroom and then he spray painted over the camera lens and the guy goes ah. uh-huh. breach that's it that's this game <laughs> I just heard it that's it Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach I have never played one of these games no, it's but not, they not are interested. they are it's very very they're very popular why are they so popular? popular it's like just making Man, it's like making Chuck E. Cheese, the animatronics that Chuck E. Cheese come alive. Well, they right? are inherently creepy, I guess. So I can see, like, I can see where the concept comes from. I really don't know why they've been so successful. You don't like them either. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, what is this, like, the fifth Five Nights at Freddy's game or something? This, I mean, yeah. it, they, at some point, it should have been the sixth night. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I don't get it, because the thing that makes these things so, like, creepy and soulless is, like, when you're there live, you see the matted hair. You see these things have been living there for years, and just, it's a robot that has no, like, it has complete vacancy in its eyes. Yeah. yeah. But it's still kind of screaming on the inside. <laughs> I, I'm screaming on the outside when I see him. But these... These have kind of like a like a pop thing going on with them. You what know if they what I had mean? an uh, it's too animatronic? Shiny. What if there was an animatronic Dave and Buster at Dave and Buster's? Yeah, and they were like, you know, yearning for freedom. Help me. We could probably make that game and pitch it to Dave and Buster's, and they'd be like, "Yeah, fuck it." They'd be like, "Yeah, I'll put it in money. here." We'll put it right in here next to Slap Nuts 3. 
Huh? It's a game about a squirrel. Everybody settle down. On the 16th, we have, uh, for Xbox, PC, and Mac, uh, Tunic. Mac and cheese? Mac and... God damn it, I wish. Yeah, Tunic, uh, this is one of the ones that's been, like, in development for a thousand years. (laughs) And it's like, is this game ever actually coming out? It's like, sort of doing a Breath in the Wild... Breath in the Wild. Uh, Everybody knows that famous game. Legend of Link, Breath in the Wild. Breath around the Wild, Um, yeah. You know, you're kind of walking around, you're a little fella. There's weird shit going on. Yeah, so it, it, it looks just like a, a, a standard adventure game. Um, very, um, I'm trying to attribute it to a, a very specific Legend of Zelda game. Yeah, Johnny like, would be um, much better at this, I think. Minish Cap. Um, I, I would say, I would I say... Know. Yeah, I, I think you're on the right track. I would say something like one of the, um, like, Game Boy yeah. games. Um, it, it's it's not a crazy high fidelity. And finding that out is it shouldn't be a surprise when you find out that it looks like the developer was just Andrew Shouldice. It looks like it's yeah. one person. This is the only thing he's made. Yeah, um, which is awesome. I, I We need to see, like, we are in this. an era where this stuff is so more so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, the tools and everything, and like yeah. the fact that they have like people are building. We've had multiple games in in this release window that we're talking about that were re- made by basically one person, maybe with some assistance on certain things. Yeah, yeah. It seems like he probably just picked up a bunch of um, like a bunch of like good assets and things like yeah. that, and you know, just just went to town with it as probably primarily a programmer and. I would say at this point a level designer um, yeah it makes it really really accessible so some good stuff good stuff I, I, th- I think that should be the thing to take away that you guys can go right now and download like I would say you could download RPG Maker it has literally everything that you need um, but if you want something more advanced you can download like Unreal 4 you can go browse through their their store right now and you can download a bunch of free assets and you can start building right away so kind of cool um and man i keep seeing stuff on unreal 5 as well um they're doing um uh one of the things that we would have probably talked about this week would have been that or maybe you guys talked about last week unreal bought Bandcamp. yeah that was something that was uh for, that was basically the only news story for this week. <laughs> yeah, and it's really interesting because yeah, they buy they buy Bandcamp. So Unreal Five is giving you the ability to do things you've never done before, like animate within the video game engine. Yeah, adding Bandcamp that can pretty much have um, you pretty much have the entirety of the like the Bandcamp sound if people are okay with it. That at your disposal for your game, so that's pretty cool. I I I I really uh, I really dig that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Tunic, um, it was the what was the launching point for for all of that. All right, um, Tunic. Tunic. Uh, March seventeenth, we have Persona Four Arena Ultimax, PS4, yeah. Xbox, Switch, and PC. So they're um, just continuing the like money train. Yeah. 
And, uh... I don't even, like, it's a fighting game in the Persona 4 universe. So you can do, you can play Persona 4, an RPG. Mm -hmm. And you can play Persona 4 Strikers, a soccer game. <laughs> and you can play Persona 4 Dancing in the Moonlight, or whatever the fuck. Dancing uh -huh. game, dancing rhythm game. And then you can play Persona 4 Arena. Damn. And, and you can play every genre of game in the Persona 4 universe. So, I mean, they're just doing the exact same thing that, like, um, Riot's doing. Yeah. You know? They're just doing it with Persona. What if there was a way to make infinite money? The infinite money glitch. 5% uh, <laughs> speed run. There's yeah, no way people will get annoyed yeah. by, you know, annoyed and, and uninterested in this. Um, no, no, of course not. But not to be outdone, Monster Energy Supercross 5, the official video game 5. You put another 5 at the end of that? Five. Is that real? Well, when I was searching for it, it was Monster Energy Supercross 5. Okay. It just, That's how you the, find the, it. <laughs> Monster Energy Supercross 5, the official video game 5. five. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. That's a better name. Uh, okay. PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Um, five. W five. We've said it before. We're not going to sell you on this. If you're really somehow into Monster Energy Supercross, uh, you know five. this one's probably going to be for you. Um, I, I still see these games doing well because there are still parents out there like, oh man, no, my kid can't play that game. Um, yeah, that's got to be what it is, right? It's like, yeah, no, the people it, who are like, oh, I know Monster Energy. I know uh, Supercross 5, <laughs> the official video game 5. Like, I love like fifth entries in series. I <laughs> like. I, I had friends that, like, and early on, even in... in growing up my mom was like no you can't play video games don't play video games um it'll make you stupid and, and then right. and she was right um and then and then after after a bit uh yeah uh, you know i was able to play pretty much whatever i wanted but i still had those friends who were you know 15 years old and they their parents were still checking like the esrb rating and things like that yeah um and that's where I think these games come in and they make their big buck. I imagine that's a lot of what they're bored with. Okay, how... So, the grandma that's going through the dilapidated mall and she's looking for a game for her kid. Mm -hmm. Well, what if we put how two we fives her? on the name? Yeah. Because that's ten and ten's more than five, right? You son I mean, of a she's bitch. stupid, she might think it's fifteen. You son of a bitch, you got me. Is is exactly how that goes. Uh, but if you haven't picked up, it's a racing game. <laughs> it's a super cross game. It's, it's, it's super. One might say five. All right, closed beta on PC, same day, March seventeenth. Uh, <laughs> the settlers. The settlers. That'll be easy to Google. Great yeah. SEO, guys. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's it's dumb. Just don't do it. Um, this game, my God, took forever. Um, was postponed originally due to feedback that they received during some closed betas. Um, so... Yeah, it's um, like a... What? It's like a 4X sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, it is an upcoming... Uh, titled as an upcoming real-time strategy city-building game developed by uh, Ubisoft um, using the Snowdrop engine. Which is the redeeming factor that they're using Snowdrop. Um, okay. Developed by Ubisoft Dusseldorf. 
What is Ubisoft? Can't wait to use Snowdrop on my strategy game. <laughs> Definitely gonna work. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's gonna look great. It's gonna look. It's gonna look great. It's gonna look like something. So, looking this up, when you type in the settlers, the? you think you find it. Uh, you find out originally the developer was Blue Byte. Uh-huh. That was from 93 to yep. 2001, yep. 2001 until now. Um, the original game came out in 1993, titled The Settlers. That so that's why it's so hard. That's why it's so hard to find. Uh, because this is straight up a reboot of the franchise from 1993. And then there's there's Settlers 2, 10th Anniversary, which is somehow a spinoff game. Nice. Settlers Online, again, that came out. That was the last thing before this to come out. It was 2010. Um, they went hard into this series. I won't lie to you. Um, they have how many? Two, three, four, Eight. five. Something like that. 13 nice. titles before this one. Oh, uh, but um, the Settlers Kingdoms of Antaria were... Kingdoms of Antaria that was canceled. Nice. So, so there could have been uh, even ten more. Yes, and it's weird because the spans are crazy. So they had a '93 title, a '96 title, a '98, mm. and then came back in 2001, 2004. Uh-huh. Between 2006 and 2010, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven titles. Oh my god! Multiple titles a year. Yeah, in 2010, they had two titles. 2007, two titles. Yeah, and definitely one title a year. Um, And they were like, we're only getting 30 sales per game. Then they had the canceled title in 2014. Nothing between 2010 and 2014. Nice. They had that title. It was canceled. And then nothing between now and then. Perfect. Literally. I, I bet the fans are clamoring for it, though. I know I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of having a game that's easy to search the title of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Did you like Knives Out? (laughs) Did you, if you liked, uh, if you like uh, Poirot, you're going to love a game coming out on March 18th. Who pressed mute on Uncle Marcus? So immediately I looked at this and I said, I don't want this. That's a legitimate (laughs) question. Who, who's that actor? Uh, I, he does look familiar. I don't know. He's very is. familiar. Um, um, let me get an eyeborg on him again. Uh, well, this is a FMV murder mystery game where you're trying to find out that uh, on a video call, Uncle Marcus gets, like, poisoned. Okay. This actually looks amazing. It, it, uh, it does. I watched the whole video. Um, it is Andy Buckley. Okay, I would not have guessed that. You would not, you would not know, you might not even know the name, but you know who yeah. he is. Yeah, you've, you've seen him. He's somebody's, he, well, literally, he's your uncle in like every movie. Well, he's best known for his role as David Wallace in the NBC comedy series, The American Office. The Amer, do they mean... The I office? said the American office, but okay. it's the office. The, office uh, but I, the American one. <laughs> the American version. Right. Not to be confused with the office, the British comedy. 
the the real one a lot of people say yeah the the the, the real og out here um uh, but i was like man who is this guy i, I watched the video like three times yep um but it seems cool. Yeah, you're making decisions. You're on like a live call. I don't know if you actually play. Yeah, I a think character. you're the. I think you're the like youngest girl. The young girl. Or something. Yeah. I think, I think it would be really cool if you could pick who you wanted to be. Oh, and then what, you have like different. You have like different starting information based on who you are. Yeah. That'd be sick. That'd be cool. I think FMV games need a big fucking comeback. So they could do, and just thinking about this idea itself, if you could pick who you wanted to be and it randomized who the killer was based on Ooh. how they were killed, that clue, clue FMV. That's all yep. I'm saying. The clue FMV. Uh, 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 money. Who made that shit? Was that fucking, uh, who owns Clue? I don't know. I'm looking at the horn right now. Who owns I want to say Hanna Barbera, but that is absolutely wrong. Ha- well, Hasbro. Hasbro, that's who I was thinking of. <laughs> Hanna Barbera. <laughs> They're like it's like a like a Scooby Doo run. Yeah. Good stuff. That'd be fun. Um, I talked to those guys too. Slash Hasbro Clue collab when make it happen. Hanna Barbera slasher movie. That's what I want. Damn. We got a lot of good ideas today. This is a this is a good idea. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna li- Brian, if you're still listening, yeah, write that down. Remind us. Remind us to 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 re listen to this again. SpongeBob um, panically saying, "Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write that down." <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah. Big so, boy. Uh, again, uh, just choosing a horrible time to release. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I can't. Paradise even. colon Final Fantasy Origin. It's the worst time for this game worst, to release. Well, the only worst time that they could have done was a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Because even if the people who are in the like mainstream who want to play this game that are not let let's say they're not even Final Fantasy fans. Everyone who is just this style style of game yeah. fan is already playing Elden Ring. Now, if you're just a Final Fantasy fan and you're jumping into this, this game's going to be hard as hell for you. Yeah, it's, okay? it is not comparable to any other Final Fantasy game, I would say. This is a brand new thing. And I'm upset because I have to buy this. Yeah. I have to support this. Because I won't ever get it ever again if I don't, right? Yeah, this is definitely one that when I played like five minutes of the demo, I was like, oh yeah, I still hate these type of games. <laughs> yeah. No, that final fight, Johnny and I, we we busted our ass in the very first the very first chance we got to play this to take out the first boss. Mm. My God, that was tough. Um, nice. But se- it's a good sense of accomplishment, though. Once you once you defeated the boss. Um, but yeah, coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. If you're unaware, Strangers of Paradise is definitely the departure of the standard um, RPG. This is more of like a, a Soul-style RPG. Yeah. Um, just getting you that, um, I think, kind of like early like Final Fantasy 1 um, story. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very weird. I don't know why this needed to be made. I don't know whose bright idea it was. I don't think it's a bad idea. Well, I think think it would not have been a bad idea for this to have come out last summer. (laughs) Okay. I think, I think right now you're fucked. 
Yeah. This couldn't even be released in within this year. Yeah. Yeah. Also this is another we see this we see them do this a lot where Final Fantasy or Square Enix specifically will release shit that competes with their own shit. Like oh, yeah. they'll be quiet and they'll delay shit for like 10 years and then they'll release a game that competes with their own game they just put out. So this is going to not only be compete with Elden Ring. Well, in fact, I'm going to argue it will not compete with Elden Ring. But no. it's going to compete with Babylon's Fall. Yeah. Like and the Chocobo only GP I know and that will put shit out in their own release window and harm themselves. Yeah. Like it's is really odd. They're working on like 10 total games and they'll put 3 of them out in 1 month. Like I just don't get it. Um, yeah, I mean, and and more so, competing with Triangle Strategy. <laughs> They're publishing Triangle Strategy. That's a good point. I forgot about one. There's, There's like four. Ten titles these guys are going to be... Like, it, it makes no sense. I don't They're, know what the fuck they're doing. And and then and then they turn around and say like, oh, they bitch and moan. Uh, fucking Avengers. It didn't meet our uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Didn't do good enough. Yeah. Even though it was like widely hailed as like one of the best games of the year, and in fact, if people would have had more time, it would have been rated higher. Yeah. You guys so are just fucking stupid. It actually comes so down weird. to their time management being fucking full dog shit. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Um. On the 22nd, we have Rune Factory 5 coming out for Switch. Yeah, I, this is one of the series that, like, people used to tell me, like, oh, if you liked, like, Harvest Moon and stuff like that, like, you should check this out. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of cool or whatever, and it's just absolutely not my style. Um, I just I don't get good vibes. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've never, I've actually never played one. Um, the look... I could see it be kind of yeah. I could, I could see the look. I just don't think it'd be my jam yeah, at all. Not, not my thing. Nothing um, against it. I wouldn't go out of my way to harm it, but it's not my thing. Sure, sure. Um, moving on, the twenty fifth. Twenty fifth is, I would say, the biggest day of the month. Yeah. Um, sure. You're getting the biggest titles of the month all at the same time as of now. Um, so yeah, who knows what would happen with something crazy, uh, but. The first one on the list um, is Kirby and the Forgotten Land for the Switch. Yeah. I, Which has a demo out. The demo's out right now. Go play the demo right now because if like if you're into like if you were into like Super Mario Odyssey, you're gonna be into this game. Yeah. It looks so fun. If you're to into me. Kirby, you're gonna be into If this you're game. into Kirby. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if a lot of people are just initially into Kirby. Because I, I mean, think Kirby good, is, like, really, like, niche, Like, what right? was the uh, N64 um, Dreamland or whatever? Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. No, I mean, and Kirby has some great stuff. He's such a, like, the little... Bit of a banger. And more, yeah. Like, it just has interesting, like, titles. The whole character concept is interesting. Just a pink blob with feet and little nub arms, right? Yep. That's him. It's such a simple concept. Just a little kind fella. Of, you're just showing that the easiest concepts are the ones that that you know. Well, it gives you so with. much freedom to like if to just not give a shit basically well, about like what Kirby looks like or whatever. It gives yeah, you so much more freedom to do weird stuff. You don't really have to ask like, oh, what you know, what's up with Kirby? You're, you know what's up. He's a little fella. where. Yeah, where's Kirby going? Little That's guy. what people want to know. What's Kirby and, up to? Where's he going? What's he smell like? And and this well. Smell. I don't know why. Bubblegum? It's like pe Pepto. Yep. Um, yep. 
but right. this this has like some very very um it has a very interesting like i said it's very much like uh odyssey where you had these interesting like worlds that mario's being thrown into this is another interesting world like even post-apocalyptic yeah what the it, hell are we talking caused about the here? apocalypse was it kirby himself yeah we it, don't know it might Probably. have been kirby all right. Um, the next heavy hitter coming out, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, I, I I don't know what else to really say about this yeah, we, title. Yeah, we've discussed it. We've discussed it quite a lot. Um, a little jealous. I, I know Ian's been playing this uh, a little bit. Um, you know, getting early access and everything and, and working on some of the cool stuff that he works on. Um, so, and everything I've heard sounds awesome. Um, the overarching, there's an overarching, almost board game style map that is going to help you kind of go from place to place. Um, think of, literally just think of Borderlands if you can chuck those characters into D&D. That's yeah. exactly what this is. Um, Dorder dance. I'm 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 interested to see how this plays out because I, I don't know, um, like I just don't know what direction it's going to go gameplay wise. I really hope it's not that like you have to go place to place. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, you click here and now you're just in that little world or whatever. Right. Um, and, and it's very like scripted. I still hope it's open ended a little bit. Is, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um. But if you are curious, if you're on the fence, um, they did release a 20-minute official gameplay walkthrough that you can go check out. Um, I mean, you're still going to get tons of uh, guns, gore, and dismemberment. You know, it's 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 still Borderlands. Um, it's just now there's magic. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right, and the last one on the 25th... Um, I, this one actually surprised me. I think it like snuck up on me. I was I was unaware, but Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, of yeah. course, that coming out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Is that is it PlayStation Five specific, or is uh, it coming on PS Four as well? I don't know. I don't know that. Okay. I would I assume that it's both, just because of when it was announced and everything. But don't know for sure. Um, and I think it is, um, are are they still doing that, um, uh, like, kind of, like, early, play it first on PlayStation kind of thing? Like, is it coming out later for Xbox? Unclear. Let me check. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely, like, a weird game. I think this is what you think of when you read the title Shadow Warrior 3. (laughs) right where it's like yeah it's a lot of mobility you're doing like weird like ninja magic there's just weird shit going on all around um exclusively on playstation 5 and windows microsoft windows they said microsoft windows so the game is set to release worldwide on march 25th exclusively for playstation 5 microsoft windows deluxe edition set blah 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 releasing on march 22nd so you get it early if okay. you do the digital pre-order on the PlayStation Store. Interesting. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, yeah, it says that since Microsoft had bought Bethesda, they're still uh, doing the deal. Uh, it will not affect the pre-existing plan to release it as a console exclusive on the PlayStation, but it will eventually arrive on Xbox at least a year after the initial release. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you're looks like you're only going to be getting this on PlayStation PlayStation 5. This is not coming to PlayStation All right. 4. Alright. So, that's now a really important thing. It's really important to have the, you know, know that your title, if you're buying a console, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what can I get on the console that I can't yeah, get anywhere What's the advantage else? here? Right. This would be one of those games. It looks crisp. Yeah. Like, I, I, I actually really love what it's doing. I really like the, um, like, like Tokyo Haunt. You know what I mean? It Like, the, it, it has the, it just has a feel. You know, something like, um... Like something. Fatal Frame or, you know, something like that. It just yeah. has that has that feel. And this one's like a modern, like a modern version of that. Um, a first person running around a city, too. Yeah. Wild. Wild. This one almost. Could be really cool. Almost. Yeah. It's hailed as an action-adventure game played from the first person perspective uh, using various psychedelic and paranormal abilities. Psychedelic. Is this a is this the Grand Funk Railroad game we've been waiting for? Oh God, no! I wish. It's gonna come down to us. If we want it, we gotta we've make. Had it. a lot of like God tier ideas on this one. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Um, coming wrapping out, getting to the end of the month here. Still a few bangers yeah. left. Um, Console versions of uh, Crusader Kings three on the 29th. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, you know. Not to like shoot my shit in the foot or whatever, but I would just say play this on PC. It's on Game Pass. <laughs> it's going to be on Game Pass on the console version as well. So I mean, if you really have to, maybe try it out. I just I cannot envision a world where the control scheme feels good. Me and my friends yeah. used to play multiplayer cooperative against an AI. Um, Starcraft one on the N64. Oh boy. It sucks. It Terrible. sucks ass. It's not a good experience. It's only good <laughs> in the fact that you're playing with your friend, right? It ruins it. It's like it it's it. like it's like trying to play if you want like a more tamed down version of this. It's like trying to play Sims on console. Yeah, it's, it's just you not, can do it's it. It's not right. It's doable. It it'll play. And you know what? The good parts of the game are still good. Right? Oh yeah. It's sure. just that the bad parts are magnified to an extent that is like difficult to even comprehend. Like, why would I do this to myself? Is the feeling that you have while doing it. So just, <laughs> just play it on PC. It does not require, like, crazy graphics or anything. Um, play it with ultra-low settings on PC if you have a laptop. It's That is the place to play. And, and, and speaking of things, like, that probably shouldn't be done, do you think that... Uh, has someone flushed out the sim language completely so I can learn it? Like, I'd learn, like, German or probably. Mandarin or whatever? That's an interesting question. Is it That'd possible to speak in Simlish? Yeah, they, they'd be like, they said always said some wild things, like things that just made me laugh. I don't even know why they would like. How did they make that up? 
Unfortunately, it is nearly impossible to be fluent in Simlish. This is oh. a nice news article. Thank God somebody oh. went to do it. Yeah. Uh, originally appearing on December 3rd of 2019 at 10.59 p.m. Now, there uh, are things that I do know that are, like, legitimate things. Like, yeah. because the character waves when you say goodbye to somebody, and they go, dick, dick. Okay. That must mean goodbye, right? Yeah. Or, like, see you later. You know, you know how something. language works. It means now, something. there are other things, like a hoot and burlati. That's a surprise thing. The Hooten Burlati. Yeah. Um, so originally it was going to be hmm. based on uh, Philippines Tagalog language. After further experimentation in other languages, including Estonian, Ukrainian, and Navajo code used in World War II, they opted to develop an entirely new language instead, one in which words or phrases have no direct meaning. Thousands of ad-libbed recordings later, the Simlish we know today was born. Voice actors Stephen Karen and Jerry Lawler were simply given situational prompts. A sim is feeling flirty, hungry, or annoyed. And given <laughs> the freedom to respond with as much nonsense as they wanted. That's that's the dream Ooh, role. Not, that's not even a babadabada? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? The dream role. Alright, let's speaking of rolling, let's keep this rolling. Um I, I would say I don't want to say the last really good title. I don't. I don't want to end on a on a low note like that. But right, right. last two one titles, that, one that we've been talking about and thinking about all year, March March thirty first, coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yeah. Weird West. Weird ass West. I am very interested in it's, this title. Uh, it's what like it's like Wasteland three, but with the humor even turned way up. Yes. Yeah. Right? Um. Which is already, so, like, a humorous series. So, I want to say it's published by Devolver Digital. That should tell yeah, you literally yeah. everything you need to know. Um, but uh, developed by Wolf Eye Studio. Uh, survive um, the mysteries of the Weird West through intertwined destinies, unusual heroes, and uh, an immense sim from the co-creators of Dishonored and Prey. Yep. Um, it is, uh, like, isometric... Um, I don't even know. <laughs> it's it's like an isometric action RPG. Yeah. But, I don't know, almost it's on story the level... It's story-rich. Yeah, it's story-rich. It's almost on the level of, like, um, Divinity or something. Like, it's doing really can, okay. weird stuff. But it doesn't have the things that Divinity, like, has. Like, the core... The core, like pieces of divinity would be like um the way that the environment reacts to things that you do well this does have that though. it does have that just at a lesser at, at a different yeah different extent for sure yeah it's but a yeah, you're doing things extent. like uh turning into a werewolf summoning a tornado lighting <laughs> yeah. yourself on fire and standing in oil <laughs> like west was a weird. lot of crazy stuff going on yeah this is what it was like in the wild west for sure so I think at the end of the day, it is a shooter, right? I, I guess it's sort of like a twin stick thing. A twin stick it's shooter. It's almost kind of going. It's going to be on Game Pass. Love that. Oh it's my god! It's on Game going Pass. Going toward a like, it's like an isometric. It's is as if you were playing one of those isometric RPGs, except, um, in with a control scheme almost in like Diablo direction. Sure. Yeah. It's it's uh. Uh, but but even more action than that, like uh, not more action than 
Diablo, but more like gun based stuff. I don't know. It's, it's sure. it seems like a completely unique thing. I, yeah, they're doing something that just you usually very don't few see. other games have done. I think I've played one kind of like this, but it was, it was very different. It has. It reminds me of so many games. I see the menus, and I'm like, that yeah. looks a lot like Disco Elysium. Yep. Yeah, it, it definitely has a Disco Elysium cool. vibe, where it's like a very particular setting with very weird shit going on, and they're really heavily leaning into that. Definitely yeah, I, Disco Elysium is kind of like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested I to, to see. Again. I'm interested to see how you're going to how your character develops. Like, if you're stuck. If you go down a certain path, are you kind of yeah. stuck with what you've done there? Yeah, I like the idea of, like, okay, if you go for, like, a strength... Or, you know, let's say you want to do, like, a gunslinger. So you have, like, the really... The low charisma, high reflexes, high damage. And, like, if you will you get into situations where you can't talk your way out of it because you're a dumbass? Like, right. I love that kind of stuff. That yeah. Is, that's where, like, you can replay Disco Elysium a hundred times and get a completely different game each time. Yeah, I, yeah, I and, really and, like that kind of stuff. And and this really has a chance of doing something like that. So yeah. we'll see. This one's this one's big. I and think. this is also like a new outing from a you know a first game from a studio of experienced people. So there's always you know there's a huge chance in situations like that that they just fumble it on their first one, which yeah. I'm even okay with because okay, what's the next one? Exactly. Yeah. So. It'll be. I'm really excited to play this on, and again, making Game Pass just such a valuable thing because I don't have to go spend twenty or twenty-five or fifty dollars on this. I can just be like, oh, okay, let's see how it is, and then if I want to keep it, you know, you can you get your little percentage off or whatever, or yeah. it'll probably just be on Game Pass for like a year and a half or something. I don't. I haven't really kept up with how often they cycle shit out or what the average length of stay on Game Pass is. Maybe we need to. IGN, fucking write that and we'll talk about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been talking about that for a long time because... Uh, yeah, on, that's the on, main, like, downside of it is that they can just arbitrarily take it away, but have they done that? Do they do that quickly? We need to see the numbers on that. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been saying for a while that maybe we should swap out games with gold with uh, Game Pass, like, what's coming yeah. and what's going, but it's hard maybe. to keep up with what... Well, Because it's some, not a list. Yeah, they sometimes do it really rapidly. Sometimes there's, like... Sometimes there's a discussion of, like, okay, obviously... All of the Bethesda games are going to be on Game Pass at this point, right? Like mm -hmm. that's it, that's not really like a big crazy conversation to figure that out or whatever. But you know, when they go and add something like I don't know, like Crimson Skies, right? Uh -huh. How long does Crimson Skies stay up? Does is it based on how many people download it? Does every game automatically get six months, and if it's popular, it gets extended? I, I have no idea. I don't know if anybody knows Could... that. So that would so, be yeah. interesting. I was looking into WolfEye while we were talking, and the leadership includes um, founder and former creative director of Arcane Studio, former executive producer at Arcane Studio. Um, they worked on games like Prey. Um, and I can't really tell how many people. Well, did you have his, the here. main guy's name? Because I think I know. Raphael. Like yeah, Raphael Colianto. Colianto. Colantiolando. Yeah. And Orlando. For sure. It it says that they have twelve employees. So if that's true, Dude, that if that's would be true. That is awesome. That's that, yeah. No, that makes this game so much more impressive. Yeah. So awesome. I, and yeah. I'm just yeah, I'm just checking awesome. that on LinkedIn. 
drop it on the follow as well. well that right could be also recording live. That, that could definitely be one of the things where it's like you know they they have contractors do a lot of the stuff and therefore that's not employees. Oh but, sure, but uh, yeah, for for what we've seen, that's amazing. Again, it's one of these like when we talk about uh, Stardew Valley all the time. Stardew mm-hmm. Valley, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we say it was made by one man, right? Which is not really true. He had other people help with some of the audio. Uh, he had other people help with, like, obviously, like, testing and stuff like that. Well, sure. I mean, we There have... were contractors. There were assistants and stuff. But really, when you look at the, the core of the game, the accomplishment of what it is, it's still fair to say it's a one-man game, right? Like, obviously, we know he had help. And then it even goes beyond that. He was able to do that because he lived with his parents. So his parents are, like, the executive producers of the game, right? Yeah, right, right. I mean, <laughs> but, we, I mean uh, we, we have friends who have done that as well. You know, they have produced titles, um, but, you know, hired that outsource because, you know, hey, they're not art people. Or, you right. know, hey, they're not really... It, too... Yeah, I still... I think it's still fair to say in that situation mm-hmm. it's a one-man game. Yeah, um, yeah. So in this case, yeah, like, 12, 15... 20, uh, let's even expand it out and say with a bunch of contractors and shit, like 50 people, that's sure. still remarkable to be able to put out like a halfway decent game in the modern era. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is true that like, you know, a lot of older games, especially before the big crash, um, were like, you know, like two guys. There's an art guy and there's a programmer guy. Programmer, yeah. And they would just do a shitload of drugs and then just make the game in like a weekend or whatever like that's what happened with <laughs> et right he did well, it in like a month it was just an insane like, <laughs> drug vendor i don't i went immediately to uh i saw this this uh twitter exchange um limited run games tagged mm. cliffy b and said hey i we're sitting on like 60 copies of lawbreakers uh what do you want us to do with them <laughs> And he's like, That's I don't brutal. know, bury it in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> bury him like E.T. Bury him in the same burial plot as E.T. Because it fucking ended my career. Oh, man. It did. Well, well Radical Heights ended his career. Right. Uh, I mean, hot off the press. Yeah. So speaking of uh, career ender. Well, that's definitely uh, not true. But, nah. uh, yeah, the final game we're talking about. One that actually I'm excited for. Uh, this could be a really good kind of small, like, fill-in downtime between big releases strategy game well yeah it could be the palette cleanser at the end of this oh, yeah. ridiculous month oh yeah so we're we're talking about starship troopers terran command which is currently only for pc mm-hmm. but um it is yeah so starship troopers if you remember is like a satirical um war movie and book mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh it's one of the ones where, like, the satire is overlooked and people just take it directly. Like, um, Alien, so uh, Aliens, the troops, were kind of based off of this idea of, like, these hardcore, <laughs> I will die to take a centimeter, uh, you know, of, of enemy territory. Um, kind of like nationalist, fascist uh, military that is out to, um, there's like a bug planet well there's like a bug alien species that is like just growing and absorbing new aliens into the into the conglomerate and everything and it's kind of like a lot of stuff you know obviously this is not the first uh sci-fi to talk about this but you know a lot of things do the same thing of like you know the covenant or something where it's like a multi-species like hierarchical alien group right Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm 
and they're in this case they're like insects so it makes it really difficult like humans have no ability to like empathize with them they live in a completely alien structure to us like think about ants like how different an ant is compared to a human we have nothing in common right like <laughs> they an ant is there is not an individual ant there is not one ant right like the ant's basic thinking capacity is the hive so what does the mother need what does the queen need what does the babies need what what do i what how much food do we need to survive you know what i mean right and that's really all they're capable of and they're i mean kind of similar to like humans have a lot it's of like a hive cuts. mind yeah yeah i mean they basically have a hive mind like an individual ant basically does not have a brain like they have a brain that tells their organs how to work and that's literally it right like everything else they do is based on external stimulus and chemical signaling right so they don't have to decide where to walk they just check the chemicals that are in their environment and oh another ant walked this way so i'm going to walk this way because they had a reason to walk this way right, right. now why did that ant walk that way well because another one did why did that one it, maybe it was it's on the duty to chart new territory and it just goes where there are no chemicals right so it's just like very different so like the the satire is all based on like it's this alien species that we don't even know that they're hostile they could just be defending themselves or they could not even you know they're just they think that we're a cow or something and they're just going to eat us because it's just what they do and uh turns into this massive like you know global or you know multi-planet genocide <laughs> uh so this is like okay in the movie if, if anybody's seen it uh very good movie i'd recommend it um like these the individual bugs are so much more powerful than a human like their like main infantry fighters have like all of their legs are like scythes <laughs> and they just like slaughter them. I mean, they completely shred humans. It is brutal, but obviously we have bombs, we have flamethrowers, we have guns. Um, like a whole squad of guys can take out one bug pretty easily. Right. Even though they're, they're physically larger than us. Um, you know, a couple squads or, you know, like a regiment of guys can take on like a small hive maybe. And uh, an armada can take on an entire planet that has been completely stripped of resources and just turned into a birthing center for more bugs, right? So you're like, you have the troops that you're controlling, um, kind of almost like Company of Heroes or something, like little squads that you're setting up in defensive positions and stuff. Yeah. But really the strategy is, where do I leverage these airstrikes? Like, where do I move my convoys and shit like that, right? So I think that yeah, can be the... really cool. The uh, ground ponds don't matter as much. I mean, they do. You want to make sure yeah, they that take they're up defending. resources and stuff. Yeah, but uh, you don't want to just send them to their death for no reason. But right. they are pawns. They're expendable, right. and you're you're trying to set up like, you know, if you take out like a queen or a, a hive mind, uh, bug or whatever, that's the win. It's not like eradicating every uh, cockroach in the house. It's killing the nest, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that seems like it could be an interesting thing for strategy games, especially coming off the heels of something like Crusader Kings, where the whole, the goal is like building up a, a civilization and, and handing down like, um, you know, territory and land and men and troops and shit to your heirs and shit. Like something like this, which is like, okay, clear out the, uh, you know, the cl clear out the uh, Martian plain of bugs. Like, it's just a totally different vein of thing. It's not trying to be all high-minded and interesting or whatever. It's trying to be a, a war game, you know? Yeah. 
So that, that could be really cool. And, and, and this, you know, if you are, I mean, I don't know what it is, but it is people that, I don't know if there's like a new group of people who love these style of games. I, think I feel like it's very specific. Has just, uh, never really like, it's people that were into the tactics games. Right. Or like people who were into Age of Empires 2. Those are like the two subgroups of strategy gamers. Yeah, like I was really into just like the tactics games. Yeah. Like they were just like fun. It's very specific, you know. Smaller it, like, scale. I played um, a decent amount of StarCraft, you know. It, it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know, fun. And this does, as I always say, it scratches a very specific itch. Yep. So, yeah, so, that's, that's what I'm hoping stuff. for out of it. Um, yeah. I'll probably give it some time to get a couple patches and everything because it's coming from a smaller studio. And It um, is. This reminds uh, me... The Aristocrats. I clicked on them and it took me to their publisher, uh, Slytherin Limited. Yeah, so Slytherin... Slytherin. Slytherin. Um, they're, so they're really good at getting licenses for this shit. They were the ones who would do all the programming for the uh, the Ultimate Warrior show on History Channel. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they would like they were the ones that were running yeah. the simulation of like could a could three hundred Spartans beat uh, five thousand Immortals or whatever. So it's kind of the best case scenario for people you have yeah, just like working on a game like this. Um, Excel spreadsheet nerds. Yeah, well, there so you go. So you can see why I like a lot of their shit, yeah. So yeah, they do they like have any the, openings? Uh, I know you... Yeah, I own the company. <laughs> you own the company. Um, they, they, have, uh, they have a lot of, like... Um, they did, like, the Battlestar Galactica game. They get a lot of licensed stuff. Because they had they some, just, yeah, they I saw some, like... Yeah. Some Warhammer stuff on there. And yep, they've done some like Warhammer stuff. So their stuff is very specific. But, and, and it's, you know, relatively niche. But they're really good at it. <laughs> Um, they are kind of like the junior version of like the company that makes uh, Crusader Kings, right? Like that makes like historical warfare sims, right? They made Europa Universalis, Hearts of Iron in World War Two, Crusader Kings. Um, that's that's what they're good at, and that's pretty I, much it. I, I went to their to their page, and usually when you go to like a publisher or developer page, it has all the stuff across the top where it's like. Uh, our games, games, our missions, yeah. um, careers, and a bunch There's of other just, stuff. There's like our favorite Excel macros. It, yeah, it said store, community, and my page. You can log in, and I had to go to the bottom to click on careers, and it just said there's no positions currently available. I'm like, fair. They're not they're hiring for anything small. because they already know. They already know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. So it's tough. You may have to literally fight someone to the death if you want a job here. So. Is that the Cybertruck? I'm watching a video for the Cybertruck. Yeah, they own uh, the license to the Cybertruck. It's smart. It's smart. But yeah, All right. So, yeah, they made like the Distant Worlds games and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I saw a healthy amount of... Um, it looks like this is just what they do. Yep. Like, and I wonder yeah, how much of that... a ton of, uh, of uh, World War Two games, of course. I wonder how much of that, that, that code they can kind of just like... Uh, copy paste into other things and just yeah. use it in a different way. It's smart. Yep. It's very very smart. All right, but this was a long one. This is that's everything. Yeah, longer than I was expecting. Yeah, we got into some stuff here. We talked about Doug. You know what I mean? We Doug and we, Doug. we 
we we we talked about some video games. We've been uh, dugging it up at the Hotel California. <laughs> and it was just us too. I expected us to just hammer through this in 40 minutes. And then, no, but here we are. We're sitting at an hour and a half. Good times. Um, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares over there as well. Follow us on um, on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live. We share a different type of thing over there, different kind of crowd over there, you know? So yeah. you just got to do what we got to do. Um, but uh, that's it for me. Do you have anything else? That's it. Go play um, Crusader Kings on PC, Game Pass. <laughs> there you go. Um, so for Austin, you can find him at FilterCord on Twitter. For myself, you can find me at Night Swarm. Thanks for joining us for Mammoth Games Monthly. Have a good one, guys. See ya.